Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Boom! DDT! There's my college grad. <laughs> they call it, you sound like my dad or something. Yeah, a lot of people take seven years to go to college. <laughs> yeah, they call doctors. So, <laughs> was today the last the last day? Yes, sir. Nice. Full slate. Hell yeah, dude. No more student teaching? Nope. So, is the, gradu- the actual ceremonies tomorrow? Denver Coliseum. Never been there before. I think they have like fucking, I think they used to have like fucking stock and trade shows there and shit. I don't know. I've never been there either, obviously. (laughs) No? No. (laughs) Well, that's awesome, dude. I bet that feels fucking good. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't really (laughs) sank in yet, you know, but it's, it's good to, it's good to be done. Hell yeah! So what do you got? What what? So tomorrow's the graduation. You're coming to Peoria, what the twenty second or something like that? Somewhere around that, sometime before Christmas. Traditionally, I like to do my Christmas shopping at Northwoods Mall on Festivus. <laughs> hey, it's the best. It's you know, it's the best mall in America, honestly. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah. All of America ain't got shit on Northwoods come Christmas time. Malls are still around, but they're pretty desolate. Yeah, Denver, like Denver's uh, touristy spot is called 16th Street Mall. It's not really a mall. It's just like one street it, that goes through all of downtown lined with shops where like uh, they don't allow traffic besides cops and the free buses that just take you up and down the block. Okay. Is there, so I'm picturing a Cheesecake Factory. Oh, of course. There is one? Yeah, there's probably about twelve Starbucks. Of course. Involved. Of course. Hot topic. Uh, there might be a topic stuck in somewhere. Is hot topic not a thing out west? I think it is. I heard someone mention it yesterday in conversation. <laughs> now, they're, they're around, but they're they're more the traditional stores. Like this is an outdoor malls and it's touristy, so you got all the big boys, you know. Okay. <laughs> You got your, you got a Macy's, your Sears. Uh, higher end, H and M. Oh, okay. Yeah, are Macy's even. I don't, I don't know anything about. It. Nobody goes to the mall anymore. Macy's is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. They have another mall, Cherry Creek Mall. It's a rich, rich ass mall in a rich ass neighborhood. But uh, yeah, there's a Macy's there for sure. Okay. All right, well, I just wanted a quick update on the uh, Denver Mall situation, you know. You just 
You never know what happened to these malls nowadays, now that Amazon moved in. Yeah, I still like Northwoods. <laughs> it's, it's really the top, top of the line mall. Yeah, Central Illinois Hall of Fame, Northwoods Mall at Christmas time. Yep, you got your lights, you got your Santa Claus. Do they still hang the bells? I'm not sure. Also, do they still have the nut person that roasts the almonds? Oh, they better. Make the place smell real nice. Yeah, seriously. I don't know. Make it that time of year. I might have to go this Sunday, or maybe I'll go with you when you come in town. Hell yeah, dude. We'll, we'll check it out. Speaking of Sunday, we got the big TLC event. Pretty excited for that. Well, I'm excited for a couple matches. Yeah. But yeah, is there anything else we need to get to before we... We got a lot... Big show today. A lot to cover. Lots to cover. We got... We got Raw and SmackDown, of course. We have our prediction show for the TLC event. We have a Bulls update that'll probably be be a little more in-depth due to all the uh, shenanigans that have been going on in Chicago. Extended update. It's not a 30-second update this week. Extended. And then we got our Hardcore Holidays segment, part two. This week, we're going to be doing the Battle the battle Royal for the Hardcore Championship that took place at WrestleMania 16, I believe. WrestleMania 2000. Uh, you, know that, you know those numbers better than I do. I always call it by each year. So I think it's, I think we're, it's WrestleMania 16. Uh, April of 2000, and then we're going to do Mick Foley versus Ric Flair in an I Quit match at SummerSlam 2006. So we got a, we got a lot to cover, a lot to cover today. Hell yeah. You want to, do we have time to talk about the Bears? Ooh, yeah, of course we have time. Chicago, yeah, right now. Uh, yeah, right now. So Chicago... Won the big game uh, versus the Rams this this past week in a uh, old school, you know, six to fifteen type of dust up. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a uh, it was a fucking stroll through the defensive mud. Yeah, it was a classic game of defense. The Bears were, I mean, almost shut them down. I don't know if it was more to do. Probably had a lot to do with the Bears and then a little bit to do with the fact that it was freezing out. Yeah. But yeah, the Bears held them to two field goals, right? Never even scored. Nope, no touchdowns. And then the Bears scored what by the end of the game? 15? 15, yeah, they got one touch. So this wasn't a traditional game, uh, traditional defensive game, in the fact that uh, instead of having punts, he had interceptions all over the fucking place. Yeah, left and right. We're talking seven total interceptions between both quarterbacks. Uh, who who got the best of it? Did Trubisky get four? Nope. Uh, nice. Goff got four. Trubisky got three and one touchdown pass. Okay, so yeah, a lot of interceptions. A lot of ball, haw- ball hawks running around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. How did you like the uh, How did you like the touchdown? Oh, I loved it. So they put in uh, a bunch of a bunch of big ham and bean boys. <laughs> yeah, dude. A bunch we're of high numbers. Boys. Bunch of boys in there, and it looked like they were going to give it to um, who's the defensive? Akeem Hicks. Yeah, it looked like they were going to give it to Hicks again, like they did last week. 
for the old uh, Refrigerator Perry run in. But um, they faked to him, and man, he did a good fake. You would have thought that son of a bitch had it. Yeah. He had that look in his eyes like he was going to score, and he didn't even have the ball. And yeah, then, uh, so, so they fake it to Hicks. Hicks goes in, sells the fake pretty good. Pretty good sell on that. And then one of the linemen, who declared himself eligible to catch the pass, just kind of slinked out into the end zone. And he caught a beautiful, like, the pass wasn't great. It wasn't great. It was a beautiful catch. Yeah. I mean, it was full extension. It was perfect. I couldn't believe he got, like, such a good catch. And then he did the end zone dance. It was, it was perfect. Yeah, I love seeing big boys score. Oh, who doesn't? I'm like, I'm thinking like, why don't more teams do these trick plays with the big boys? I guess they're just afraid they're gonna drop it. Well, I mean, they you saw in the Super Bowl last year, both teams tried to have their quarterback catch a pass. That's true. So I, I don't know why we're not trying the fatties because you know, like when the when the ball comes to them, they're gripping on it tight. Oh, the only yeah. reason they don't get in a dog pile is because that ball is greased up. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I mean, they're dying to score a touchdown. You bet they're going to yeah. catch that son of a bitch. What was, yeah. uh, what was the dude's name? I can't remember right now. Oh, fuck. Hang on. It'll come to me. Let's move on. I don't know. I think it was... Was it Sean something? No. I don't know. We might think of it. But yeah, hell of a Bears game. They got the uh, Green Bay Packers this week. Um, it's a high noon game, correct? Yeah. Packers Bears, noon. Packers at Soldier Field, man. Excited for that. Maybe, maybe we can talk Wolf into having, having a watch party so I can go over there or something. If he doesn't tear his fucking house apart. Yeah, you never know. He might throw his couch through his TV. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, if anybody's listening out there, if we have any listeners at all, get on the damn Apple podcast app and give us a subscribe to that sucker. Give us a review. Show some love on the Instagram by hitting the follow button. And just... If anybody's listening out there, just take the second, for the love of God, (laughs) take the second and subscribe! Don't want to sound too desperate now. Okay. Um, So yeah, let's get into talking about some wrestling. Hell yeah. We had another pretty slow week for a go-home show, wouldn't you say? I think both shows tried to mix it up. They obviously listened to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, Vince listens. Yeah, Vince I, listens. We only have one listener, and it's Vince McMahon. <laughs> so, we're doing pretty good. I'm surprised it hasn't spread to more listeners, but you never know. He's a pretty, you know, he's a quiet guy. I actually, um, just due to circumstances, I paid closer attention to Raw than SmackDown, so... I can help take the lead on Raw if you want to take the lead on SmackDown. Yeah, for sure. I think I... I don't know what I watched closer, but yeah, that, that works for me. What'd you like from Raw? What's the, what's one of your key points from Raw? Well, Raw, I like the fact that um, 
They tossed us the TLC for the go home to TLC. Oh, I was not yeah. expecting that. Definitely the highlight of the show. You are correct, sir. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a pretty legitimate TLC match, too. It was um, Corbin versus Rollins. This was made at the top of the show. Because uh, Rollins came out. And he just straight trashed Raw. He, he, he listens to the podcast, too. Yep. He's our second listener. <laughs> yep. Vince McMahon and Seth Rollins. <laughs> We're doing pretty good. <laughs> but no, uh, he was just trashing Raw, saying it's been sucking. Uh, and the fans were down with that. They're like, yeah. And, but he was blaming it all on Baron Corbin. Yeah, he could par- it, it, that could be partially true, you know. Well, I mean, there's a ton of, like, I don't think it's Baron's fault, but it, there is a ton of, like, I think they're putting too much on Corbin for sure. Like, he's, like, supposed to carry the show, and he's just probably not there yet. No. But, yeah, that could be true. There's a ton of Corbin. A shit ton. And then if you put in, like, like when he was rolling with Lashley, and they had Dolphin, Drew, and Braun. Yeah. Were they ever all together? I think it went more towards Lashley, Drew, or no. Yeah, Lashley, Drew, McIntyre, and, and Dolph. Uh, Aaron, yeah, I'm Braun, sorry. Yeah, Braun wasn't part of that because no, Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Corbin. By that point, Dolph had been pooped to the side. Ostracized. Yeah. Fucking ostrich. So then, uh, they make that match. Uh, Rollins is like, "Fuck it, let's have a TLC match tonight." Not sure how they got there, but they did that, and Corbin decided to. Uh, Tell Rollins to put his money where his mouth is to make it for the IC title. Yep, that was. Which makes sense. I mean, you have to have something dangling up there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How else are you going to have a TLC? Exactly. You going to put a fucking rope up there? So, well, hopefully not. Hopefully they don't try to hang somebody like they did Big Boss Man. <laughs> because the, that, was, that was scary. I don't know why they did that. showed the tag team division and uh they came back from commercial everyone's already in the ring i believe and for some reason they are having a a title match tag team title match but it's a handicap match yep with the title owners being the people with three and the challengers with two how the fuck does this make sense it it really doesn't i guess the only way you justify it is that drake maverick's just a little turd yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was an okay match there against Rude and, uh, Gable. So we finally got to see them on the Hulu cut. And, uh, ended up Drake Maverick was the song bitch that got pinned. And we have new tag champions. Yeah. Maybe now that you say that, maybe that's why they did it because they didn't think it would, you know, they didn't want to hurt the AOP's image. They didn't want them to look weak by, you know, getting pinned by a couple of small guys. So they just had them pin the tiny guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, when it was all said and done, it made sense why they did the handicap match. But going in, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was definitely weird. But yeah, I thought it was an okay match. I wasn't, like, super excited when they won, but okay. Yeah. I mean, they still don't have a match on the TLC card, do they? I don't think so, dude. 
I don't even think they have a... No, they don't even have a pre-show match. Jesus. I don't know why the Raw Tag Division is all just shit on mercilessly. Yeah. Well. (laughs) So then after that, that uh, Dolph vs. Drew match... Uh, wasn't really paying that close of attention to this one, but it was good from what I saw. Yeah, they had like a, they had some weird ass like, so Dolph was up, Drew got Dolph up on the turnbuckle, but D- Drew was like on the second, you know, the second rope, yeah, and it, ropes. it was some kind of awkward ass suplex move, but. Drew just landed, like, right on Dolph's side. It looked awkward and dangerous as hell. I don't know if you remember that. No, I did not catch it. So, yeah, I thought that was weird. Um, yeah, it was it was a good match. I'm trying to yeah. remember um, how it went. Oh, uh, Dolph tried, a super ki- tried, like, going for a super kick but, like, collapsed, which I didn't really understand that part. I don't know why he was so tired. The match hadn't been going on that long. I didn't see him get hurt, like get his leg injured or anything. But maybe I missed something. Um, uh, I think, I, yeah, I think they were working on his leg a bit. Okay, I know Dolph hit hit a zigzag. Drew kicked out. Um, Dolph got back up, attempts a super kick, but gets hit with a claymore kick, and that's how McIntyre wins via claymore kick. Gets the one, two, and the three. Classic. Yep. Um, oh yeah, McIntyre attacked him after the match, hits him with another Claymore kick, uh, and then <laughs> rolls around on the ground with a sick smile. That was that part was entertaining. I don't know if you remember that. I didn't catch him rolling around. No. He's like, it looked like a little schoolgirl, like chatting on the phone with her girlfriends, like rolling around <laughs> on the bed, kicking his legs and shit. Yeah, it was. That was really weird. But yeah. So then we got something. That we didn't get to see, I don't think, on the Hulu cut. But um, Elias and Leo Rush had a match. And this match is basically to showcase the fact that uh, Heath Slater apparently got fired by Corbin and is rehired as a ref. I, can you explain this to me? No, it was... Uh, no, yeah, we, we missed it. But it was actually... It was Rhino versus Heath Slater last week. Loser gets fired. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so Rhino actually got fired. And um, I think it's legit because I heard after the match he addressed the crowd and kind of made it seem like a retirement speech. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if he's retiring from wrestling or just getting out of WWE or I guess we'll see. But yeah, as we know, I think Rhino retired. And then um, he and then Baron Corbin basically tells Slater like, well, I didn't say you were going to be a superstar. And he makes him a ref. So now Heath Slater's a ref. Yeah, and he is forced in this position where he has to appease Corbin to keep his job, apparently. Yeah. Because he's, he's a corrupt-ass official. Like, uh, what's his what's his face from WCW? Nick Patrick. Yeah, so he's, he's basically one of Corbin's lackeys, you know? Like, he's forced into being his little bitch boy and... Making the match outcomes however Corbin wants. Yep. And that was that was the Leo Rush versus Elias match, right? That Heath Slater was refereeing. Yep. Okay. 
Then, uh, I mean, that match is all right. Uh, you see Heath Slater just um, forced into letting letting uh, Bobby Roode come in. I mean, not Bobby Roode, Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Let uh, him just come in and interfere just to appease Corbin. Not much there. Yep. There was a uh, there was a sit down power bomb, that was pretty dope. It looked like a last ride, like he put him on his shoulders and lifted him up like last ride style, and they did a sit down power bomb. That was pretty cool. If you go back and watch the last ride, they were so fucking powerful, dude. It's absurd. <laughs> yeah. That was the hell. That that might have been the most powerful power bomb. <laughs> yeah, totally. That was pretty insane. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was something new. I haven't seen Elias do. I hope he does more of it. That was pretty sick. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna skip over. Um... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, dude. Oh, it's just uh, Slater. Slater walks away ashamed. I, I like that part. Yeah, he slinks out of the stadium. Yeah, he just kind of you know kicking the rocks and head down. Just yeah. <laughs> I I have kids. I need this job. Well, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, like the first time, I remember we were watching wrestling with Andy, and like, you know, the front of his shirt says, uh, I got kids. Yeah. And like, Andy saw that, and he was like, oh, who gives a fuck? Who's this guy? Fuck you, you got kids. And I was like, wait for it, wait. Wait till he turns around. And then on the back it says, I need this job. And it's just, I mean, it's hilarious. I love that angle. So you're gonna, you're gonna skip over what uh, the Nia Jax promo? All the women's division. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're right. The the promo like it's getting at least okay. So Nia's getting a little bit better, I think. Like at least she's not smiling and like she looks serious. I I still not digging how she does these random screams into the mic. Yeah, no that that's a that's a that's a crutch. For a heel role. It reminds me of um, someone we saw during the Hardcore Holidays match. We'll touch on Melita. Yeah. Yep. It's the exact same thing. Yep, so I don't I don't blame you. There was a Tamina versus Ember Moon match. Oh, there was a badass eclipse. Uh, yeah. Em- Ember True. Moon's eclipse was sick. That that was definitely a good one. Yeah. And uh Nia and Ronda were both back in Back in uh, their respective sides. Yeah, but it was weird. One thing to note is that Ronda... Not much between Nia and Ronda in that match at all. Like, you figured that no. you figured that would have been the point of the match, was to really feature, <coughs> feature, feature Nia and Ronda to prepare for the TLC, but we didn't get much at all. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. No, they didn't. All it was was 
uh, Ronda tosses Nia over the railing, and that was it. Yeah, well, I mean, if shit, if this match is a gateway for Ember Moon, I'm all the, I'm, a, I'm down. Yeah, Ember Moon's awesome. I love Ember yeah. Moon. Yeah, the Eclipse, like you said, it's, just, it's, it's fucking badass. It's a front flip stunner off the top rope. What could you not like about that? Yeah, that's what dreams are made of. Seriously. <laughs> and then you have the uh, main event, the TLC match, Rollins Corbin, IC title. Yep. That was a good one. Yeah. I was pretty... They, they gave him like 15 or 20 minutes to work out there. Yeah, I was pretty pumped about that. Uh, Heath Slater again, referee in this one. Yep. Against his will. Yep. <laughs> Another ashamed job. Um, He's a little more forceful in his uh, actions, though. Corbin had a plan that involved uh, Heath tipping the ladder when Rollins was about to go win the title. Yep. And then it. I, I like this Heath Slater angle. Yeah, do you think he's gonna? T- you think he's gonna go like full lat, full Baron Corbin lackey, or you think he's always gonna be kind of ho hum about it? That's a, that's a, that's what I'm wondering. If I were to guess, I'd say he's gonna go. He's eventually gonna turn full heel, like he just gets brainwashed or some shit. Yeah, but I hope they do it slow. Same here. Yeah, because I like this. I like this mode he's in right now, and I hope they, like you said, that it's like a brainwashing. Yeah. So yeah, that was a good one. Uh, same thing here, though. Dean just comes down to the middle of the ramp for a stare down. Uh, so not much between Seth and Dean. I'm losing interest in Dean quickly. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody is. They had a sweet buckle bomb in this one. Oh, and the frog splash. Yeah. There was a uh, Seth Rollins frog splash off the top to the outside through a table. That was pretty sweet. So they had a couple really cool spots. Yeah. The buckle bomb through the table in the corner, that was cool. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a good match. I was excited to see it. Yeah, and overall, like, Raw was a lot better than last week. So... Oh, for progress. sure. Pro- definitely progress. Uh, and then they added a... There is in the Elias versus Lashley match, it's a ladder match, and they added a guitar that's going to be strung above the top. Did you hear this? Uh, yeah, I forgot about this shit, but yeah, that um, I feel like that's just a silly stipulation. Yeah, it's just... It's, yeah. It's definitely a silly stipulation, but yeah. So you, the first person that gets the ladder is able to use it as a weapon, or that gets the guitar is able to use it as a weapon. <clears throat> that's that, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> they, they used to back in the day. They used to have matches where they hang something on top of one of the turnbuckles, like up high. You had to get up on the top rope and get on your tippy toes to reach it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be better with the guitar than just hanging it over the damn ring. Like, why a guitar, you know? I hope Elias gets in strums a tune. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Forget Smashed It. Just make fun of Lashley with a song. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw one of those type of matches with Tank Abbott 
and somebody else, and there was like a leather jacket strung up there. A leather jacket? Or maybe it was a knife. Maybe it was a knife inside of a leather jacket. I don't know. I saw a weird-ass match on WCW one time. Jesus. Yeah. So that that pretty much does Raw, I believe. Yep. Like you said, this is a decent show. Not amazing, but improving. Yep. Uh, So SmackDown um, starts out with a Daniel Bryan promo. A typical promo. Typical new Bryan. Have you noticed how he's like... He's like officially new Daniel Bryan. What do you mean by officially? Like they call him the new Daniel Bryan. Like it's part of his name. I did not catch that, no. I mean, I don't know if they're going to put it in the graphics when he comes out. But every time they mention him, that's what they say. Really weird. Um, He keeps doing his little fickle, fickle, fickle. And uh, I thought it was funny. Somebody in the audience had a sign that just said, Pickle, Pickle, Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool. But yeah, Daniel's doing his, his same his same stuff about environment and all that. And then uh, Mustafa Ali wanders out and wants a fight. And Brian says, these morons don't deserve it. And then randomly asks Mustafa Ali what he drives. <laughs> and Mustafa Ali says an SUV and he slaps him and he slaps him again and then Mustafa Ali starts punching him they did a Hurricane Rana kicks him to the outside of the ring and does a senton off the top rope to the outside so that leads you to your first match Brian versus Mustafa Ali what'd you think of that one? there's a Spanish fly involved in that match and the Spanish fly is fucking badass there was? Oh, yeah. I was super excited he was going to do one, and then I must have missed it. Pretty sure it's in that match. I saw. I know I saw a Spanish fly last night, so... Oh, it had to be it. You remember he yeah. did one at the last pay-per-view. Yeah, but that was, like, uh, that was outside the ring, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually... It was off the uh, announce table. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, this one was just off the top rope, but it was damn good. Yeah, I like him a lot. I was excited to see him. Uh, I was just excited for new matchups, you know, some fresh, some fresh blood. Uh, yeah, I was excited for fresh, fresh blood. But why, why was he there? Was Vegas his hometown, or like, why did he get that spot all of a sudden? I have no idea. I was wondering the same thing. Could be his hometown. Vegas, because they're in Vegas for SmackDown. Yep. Yeah, that could... I don't know. That's a good question. I know uh, Briggs' neighbor knows him. Really? That's the guy that, yeah, Briggs' neighbor knows. That's crazy. Uh, actually, he's from uh, Bolingbrook, Illinois. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say, if, if there's a connection, he must be an Illinois boy. Yeah, he's from Bolingbrook. Never heard anyone say Bolingbrook with a southern accent before. <laughs> well, you just got that's, it. That's Chicago land, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Well, you just well, got I, the Bolingbrook. from UIC lived uh, uh, in Bolingbrook. He got me doing it. 
Hey, well, when when you're down in Southern Illinois and somebody's taking a shit on Chicago land, they'll say Baldenbrook. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was a good match. Then you got the second ever SmackDown rap battle between the Bar and the Usos, hosted by the New Day. Not nearly as good as the first one. What do you think? Uh, again, there's no beat. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Because I think it would... When you think rap battle, you think a beat, but I think the beat would be also corny. For sure, but they don't... See, rap battle... I mean, don't even get me started. This has totally changed since we were battling, Jeff. Really? Yeah. They don't battle like we used to battle. Okay? It's they, all... They don't, they don't cut a beat? There's it, no one beatboxing? It's just like they it's just like they did on SmackDown. Like whenever I see it on YouTube, it's like all a cappella, all written, and you can just take as much time as you want and react off the crowd and it's more like a wrestling promo. That sounds more like poetry than rap at that point. It's not a it's not an off the top freestyle with a beat, with a hard beat. Yeah, the beat the beat that's 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 a fucking challenge. Yeah, that's that's what makes it hard. You gotta have a menacing beat. It can't just be any beat. It has to be menacing. Yeah. So yeah, they don't do it like they used to. And uh the first one was better, I think, even though it was the same kind of deal. Uh the bar never wrapped. After the Usos were done, they just attacked them and then they attacked the New Day. And then the bar stands tall at the end of the fight. A bunch of bullshit. Which I saw, the bar has as many tag team championships as the New Day. Five? Yeah. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah, isn't that weird? That was quick. That's what I, that's, that's what I read. I hope it's not bullshit. I didn't fact check it. But how, how is that possible? The New Day deserves like ten then. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean... Do you think Edge and Christian were as dominant of a tag team as Hardys or Dudleys? Because they did the same yeah. fucking route. They got their shit like fast. Year. Yeah, like you said, they did it fast as shit. Yeah. So forever they had more tag team titles than the Hardys. They might still. Probably not, but maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, but yeah, I just looked it up. They did have five, and so does the New Day, so that's, that's a damn shame. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate the bar, but the New Day is way better. If you were to guess right now, how many do you think the Usos have? Because I have no idea. Like, uh, I don't, I don't think it's as high as we'd wished. Maybe four? Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's probably what I'd guess too. Cause, uh, I mean, think think of the old Usos, man. With the face paint. Barely remember them anymore. Yeah, the face paint Usos. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, people loved them. Kids loved them especially, but they never got to the top of the tag team division back then. I don't think. Like they were doing smaller spots back then. Oh yeah, like I when like when I first started getting back into it, like I thought they were fine. I liked them in ring a lot, but yeah, it was definitely their gimmick was definitely marketed towards the kiddos. Yeah, and they are five time champions as well. Oh wow! All five time champs. 
I'm surprised they haven't played that angle. That is, yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, somebody might might go over and be a six-time champ on Sunday. Yeah. Um. So next we had uh, Miz Miz in the ring with the trophy, treating it like a baby. Yeah, he, he holds, that was fucking awesome. He holds it like a baby. I love Miz in this trophy. Um, he calls out Shane, doesn't come out, so he begs him, gets on his knees and begs Shane to come out. Uh, Shane says this is getting weird. <laughs> um, Miz calls out two local jobbers for a match. He basically demands that the Miz and Shane have a match against these jobbers. For Chip and Chad. It was a Chip and Chad? Yeah, those are their names. <laughs> I liked, uh, I like, uh, oh, what's the third, what's the good, oh, I like Corey talking talking to Byron. He's like, that sounds like your old college buddies. Where's Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he brings out a couple jobbers for Shane and Miz to fight. Um, Shane takes them on, the, on, takes on both of them. And Miz is just out on the apron, just staring and laughing and holding the title. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Shane did all the work in this. Yeah, which is all... With aw- fake-ass punches. Yeah, that, dude, why Why does Shane in, insist on showing us these punches? Like, why hasn't anybody told him, like, you should punch as least as you can. Like, never punch. Your punches punch. are horrible. He's, he's son of the boss. Yeah, but like Vince, Vince isn't like, dude, stop punching. Your punches are horrible. Seriously. Uh, another thing, this might be the first uh, Shane McMahon victorious squash match that doesn't have like outside interference. Yeah, that is that is weird. Like in his entire career. <laughs> you think? Yeah, I think this is the first time Shane McMahon has squashed someone uh, without any help. That'd be a hell of a fact to look up. Yeah. Get on your get on your uh, Twitters there, WWE. Yeah. <laughs> get on your Twitters or your Snapchats or whatever you're doing. Um, next, we had Randy Orton in ring, running all the past footage of him beating up Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey yeah. Mysterio attacks Orton from behind with a chair, hits him with the 619. Orton retreats. Rey Mysterio stands tall. They have a match on Sunday. I believe it's a chairs match, hence the chair that was used. That would make sense. Um, they had Jeff Hardy versus Jeff Hardy and Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe. Um, Rusev wins via Machka kick. And pins Shinsuke. Wish they would have just gone... Like, once again, Shinsuke doesn't have a match at this pay-per-view. Yeah. Wait, does he not? I don't think so. Who would he be facing? Rusev? (laughs) Rusev. Uh, no. I thought that's why they had a match, because both... both, I I figured both guys were in a... DLC match. No, no Rusev, no Samoa Joe, no Jeff Hardy, and no Shinsuke Nakamura. Huh. 
Yeah, so that that match was odd. I wish they would have just kept going with the Jeff Hardy Samoa Joe thing myself. I was really enjoying that. Yeah. I wish I mean, they kept it alive, but they didn't add to it at all. No, that's what I mean. I wish they would have really gone in. Um backstage you got Shane pissed at Miz for suckering him into being attacked by the jobbers. And Miz says he believes in Shane. He believes in the besties. Is that the tag name? The besties? Uh, yeah. Or maybe the co-besties? Yeah, one of the two. He said he believes in that McMahon killer-be-killed attitude. Uh, he goes to shake Shane's hand and Shane leaves him hanging. So still a riff between Shane and Miz, the co-besties. Kind of inter- <laughs> kind of interested to see where that pans out. Because Miz was such a huge part of the show, and right now he's really hanging back. But I do like this little program he's got. And like you said, he's probably just in the middle of turning face. Yeah. So, works for me. Uh, We got another Lars Sullivan is coming video package. Thing with video packages, when you repeat them this much, I'm losing interest. Let's let's go, Lars. Get your fat ass out of here. (laughs) Seriously. Was there one on Raw? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if we saw it, but there was probably... Well, I don't know. Maybe we did see it. But yeah, they're they're all the time. It's like, come on, Lars. Is he coming to TLC, you think? I mean, I don't know where he would come in. But that would make sense. That would be... Yeah. Or maybe maybe they're just holding out to the Rumble, and I hope not, because I don't want to see that many more video packages. They can't be holding... If they're holding out that long and just feeding us packages, I'm going to puke. Seriously. Um, next, you had an AJ Styles backstage interview. And then a Charlotte interview in Gorilla right before she went on to take on Asuka. So we had Asuka versus Charlotte. And... You had a Gorilla interview? Yeah. Yep. She was uh, like, right... I didn't catch that. They, they got away from the curtain TV backdrop, huh? Yeah, she was she was right in front of the curtain that goes out to the audience. It was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, like you said, different, so that's better. But it was real short and sweet, just like classic little interview before you go out. Yeah. So we had Asuka versus Charlotte. Um, I was kind of disappointed the match went to Kendo Stick. I wanted to see an old, like a good classic match, but I guess we'll get plenty of those to come. So. Um, yeah, let's hope. So Charlotte connected with a spear, doesn't work, Asuka kicks out, so Charlotte goes to the kendo stick, gets disqualified, Charlotte hits Becky with the kendo stick in the leg, because Becky's not on commentary for some reason, but outside. She was leaning awkwardly over the table. Yeah, it's like, and, and people, it was like she was supposed to have a mic and didn't, like, Corey kept making fun of her and like stuff that she clearly should have been responding to. Yeah. And nothing. Like, she didn't. She wasn't wearing the headset. I don't know. It was weird. But anyway, uh, Becky stands up when Charlotte's going crazy with the kendo stick. And kendo, er, Charlotte hits her with the kendo stick. Um, Becky gets the stick and hits Charlotte back. Throws her into the steps. Then Asuka gets the kendo stick and beats up both of them. And uh, so at the end of this segment, we had Asuka standing tall. Yeah, they almost did a finishing time, back back like Attitude Era style. Yeah. But Corey was a master. He snuck it in the last second. 
He's like, Charlotte versus Oscar versus Becky Lynch this Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, that dude's a pro, man. He's going to be around for a long time. Yeah, that, that was straight JR work right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's no great Cody. He knows when that network out happens. Yep. So that was SmackDown. Um, I guess we'll get into the Charlotte Asuka Becky when we do our predictions. But Here's my, here's my hot take on, on the week. Okay. I think Raw's better than SmackDown. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think... Like, I knew, I knew you were going to say that, and I, I'm not going to argue with you, because usually SmackDown recently has been far and above better, but this week, it was just meh. Yeah. And the uh, the TLC match on Raw was dope, so yeah, I, I'll give you that. I'll give it to you. Okay. I mean, they're, they're, they're even, and neither of them were super flashy, but... No. I just wanted more from the Asuka-Charlotte match. Yeah. But I understand what they're doing. Because if my WrestleMania prediction is correct, then we're going to get Asuka versus Charlotte and plenty of it. So the, yeah. they don't they don't want to spill the beans this early, so I get it. But yeah, I was excited for Asuka versus Charlotte, and it kind of went haywire fast. It sure did. All right, so what, let's get a quick grade before we uh, move on to another segment here. What do you give Raw, Star System, out of five? I would say two and a half. Okay, I like that. And SmackDown. Two. Okay. I think that's legit. I think that's legit. Alright, so what else do we have to do? We gotta do we gotta get to our hardcore holiday segment. We gotta get to our bulls update and we gotta get to our predictions. So what should we do first here? Let's go, since we're still fresh with all, with all the storylines and shit, let's go to the prediction show. Okay, straight to predictions. I like it. I like that. We'll do predictions, then we'll do the Bulls update, and then we'll finish with the Hardcore Holiday segment, since it is that time of year. Ladies and gentlemen, I predict predictions. Predictions. Okay, so t- so TLC this coming Sunday. Where's this one? San San Jose, correct? That beats the hell out of me. San Jose, December sixteenth. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. It's 2008. 18. Yeah. (laughs) I've done that so many times this year. Yeah, I've started fighting you. Yep. Um... So we got, I'll just, let's see, I'll pick my own order here. 
I'll try to go in order of relevance. So we're going to go first match, the Mixed Match the mixed match Challenge Finals, which I haven't been following. This is... The what? The, <laughs> the Mixed Match Challenge. You know when it's one guy, one girl, tag team matches? Okay. The, how are they airing that? Is that on the network or is that on the internet? It's just a Facebook thing, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, cause I've not been paying any attention to that. I don't get on, I don't get on Facebook too well, too often. No. So we got the fabulous truth, which is our truth and Carmella, and then we got the Mahalisha with Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Who you got? Can you repeat those? I'm sorry. <laughs> fabulous truth, which is our truth and Carmella. Uh huh. Versus. Mahalisha, which is Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. I'm going with uh, Dance Break. Yep, I agree. I'm going to go Dance Break as well. And then we will go, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and go Elias versus Bobby Lashley in a ladder match. A guitar will be suspended above the ring. The first one to receive it can use it as a weapon. Who you got? What is this officially called? A guitar on a rope match? <laughs> it's a ladder match, asterisk, guitar suspended above the ring. That's, that's not going to work for the stat card. Jesus Christ. They better put, put a label on this. <laughs> Alright, uh... I'm going to go Lashley. Okay. Um, Is this on the pre-show? Who knows? It could be. I'll go Elias for the interest of fun. Nice. Yeah, this is a split decision. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Leo's going to get his squirrely ass involved. So I can't imagine there's rules. No. No. Next we got Natalia versus Ruby Riot in a tables match. I did not know about this. Well, we've been missing this a lot. The last one, I think the last thing we got of it was when she, when Ruby Riot brought out Natalia's dad's sunglasses and broke them in front of her face. You remember that? Yep. I think that's the last we got of it. Okay. So, tables match, Natalia versus Ruby. Um, uh, we should be going back and forth, so I'll guess this one. I will go... I'll go Natalia. Because I think, I think she's been getting beaten up pretty bad by Ruby. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Redemption Tale and go with Natalia on this one. Alright, I'll, I'll go the opposite. Okay. With with the Riot Squad. Again, there could be some fishery going on there. Alright, and then we got Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton in a chairs match. I think this is a pay-per-view you're going to come back on me uh, in our overall standings. I'm going to continue the heel train. It's going to be a sad night in December because I'm going to go Orton. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I will go Orton as well. I agree. Okay. Next I'll go Buddy Murphy, the Cruiserweight Champion versus Cedric Alexander. So we got a rematch from Super Showdown, right? 
It was like the best match of the night, probably, in a way. Oh, is that those two? I know his buddy. But yeah. I thought his buddy and Ali. Yeah, I think it's his... No, it was when he won the title off of Cedric. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I'll, let's see. Is it your pick or mine? It'd be mine. Uh, who the fuck's the face in this? I think Cedric. I think Buddy's a bad guy, but I'll never watch him. And who's the title on him, Buddy? Yeah. I'm not your Buddy guy. I'm going Alexander. Okay, I'm going to go Buddy Retains. Nice. All right. Next, we'll go another singles match. Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. This one's me, right? I will go... I'm going to go Drew. I am going to have to agree with you. Okay, we both both got Drew. He's just too powerful right now. They're pushing the fuck out of him, and I think they should. Yeah, he's just too powerful right now. He got pinned. Ziggler pinned him, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So so he has lost recently, so yeah, I'm going to go with McIntyre. Next, we will dip our toes into the tag division. We got the bar versus the New Day versus the Usos triple threat match for the tag the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And the bar currently holds them. Yep. And this is just a this is not a TLC match. Nope. This is just a triple threat. Um. I will go, God, now that they're all five-time champs, I'll go to the bar to retain. Okay. I'm going to say they drop it, and I'm going to go the new day. Nice. Six-time champs? I think so. I don't know why I think that. I just got a good feeling for them. Okay, what else do we got? We're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Next, I'll go... Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin in a TLC match. If Strowman wins, he receives a Universal Championship match at Royal Rumble, and Corbin is stripped of all authoritative power. Now, if Corbin wins, he becomes the full-time GM of Raw. And I'm going to go. Well, actually, this is weird because we haven't seen Strowman. Is he even going to be there? I don't know. They're they're, they're pushing that storyline. I'm going to go Corbin in some kind of schmaz. God damn. I, I'm going with the Meat Castle, man. I, I think there might be a Meat meat Castle with a hot dog assist, perhaps. Oh, <laughs> God. I forgot about a hot dog assist. That's a good idea. Eleven <laughs> style. Yep. So, Jeff's, Jeff's plan, calling for a Kurt Angle assist, which is definitely possible. Okay, we'll see how it plays out. Um, we'll go Seth Rollins, Intercontinental Champion versus Dean Ambrose. Just a singles match for the IC title. Uh, 
Is it my pick? Yep. I will... No, I can't sleep on Rollins. I gotta go Rollins. Me too. We'll go Roll. We both go Rollins retains on that one. Next, we will go Ronda Rousey, current champion versus Nia Jax. I think we both know where that's going. Yeah. I'm gonna go Ronda. You can go ahead and book it a submission. Gonna yep, make Nia here. tap via armbar. Then we will go. Nope. I think we're down to our last two. I'll go Becky, current SmackDown Women's Champion versus Charlotte versus Asuka. Triple threat tables, ladders, and chairs match with the SmackDown Women's Championship swinging above the ring. Is it me? Uh, yeah. I'll go. I'm going to thinking Becky drops it. So she can start making her way towards Ronda via Royal Rumble. And I'm going to go Charlotte, new champion. I like your angle. But my thing is, I don't know. I can't. I just can't see him taking it off of Becky. So I don't blame you if he lets me pick. Yeah, dude, I, 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 I gotta go with my girl, Becky. Alright, and then last match of the night, Daniel Bryant versus AJ Styles. Daniel, current champion for the WWE Championship. Who do you got? Oh, shit. This is the title match and Bryant's the champ? Yep. Going Bryant. Me too. Bryant retains. I think they pickle. like I think they like what he's doing, fickle pickle. Yeah, I like the pickle. So who do you think what's the main event here? Uh it's gotta be either the women's triple threat ladder TLC or Daniel Bryan AJ. Yeah, I'll probably be Bryan and AJ. Yeah. Which I don't blame. That's going to be a good match. Finally, AJ gets some main event love. Yeah. He held that title forever and never got main events. Well, sometimes he did, but you know what I mean. There was a lot where he didn't. Yeah. For sure. So I think it'll be a pretty good pay-per-view. I'm excited about Daniel Bryan versus AJ because that's going to be good. Excited about Becky, Charlotte, Asuka. That's going to be good. Um... Seth Rollins, even though the Dean Ambrose thing is wearing on me, that'd still be a good match. Like, excited to see him finally have a match. That'll be different. Oh, for sure. And then Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. I mean, that was Raw last time. I mean, this is a big card. There's 12 matches. Yeah. And I'm so pretty. Expect some quickies. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about at least five of them, so that's not bad. Yeah. No, it'll, it'll be a good pay-per-view. I'm, I'm ready for a pay-per-view after. Uh, now that I can relax, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fucking put my feet up on Sunday. Yeah. You watch this on Sunday? Oh, yeah. Far out? Yeah. I got to work on Monday, but um, we'll just try to watch it as early as we can, or early as you're available. I'll see if uh, Tuna's down or anything. Cool. So yeah, that is TLC, ladies and gentlemen. 
boys and girls. Um, what should we do next? Let's do that. Let's go ahead and give them that 30 second Bulls update. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Then, the very next night, Saturday night, I didn't even watch this game. And then I went to the bar and Landmark told me not to watch this game because I was planning on it. Mercy, he saved me some time because they had the worst loss in franchise history. What was it, 55, 56 points? I thought I read 57. Sweet Jesus. 57 point. I mean, how do you even do it? It's like they were trying. Now, Jim Boylan in this game pulled a fucking interesting move. Apparently, five minutes into each half, he pulled all of his motherfucking starters. All of them off the floor. Not sure the reasoning, but we'll get into this. Because... The next day, Sunday, Jim Boylan was going to have the God-forbidden practice after a back-to-back. Oh, you can't you can't do that, coach. We're too tired. Yeah, we're too tired. <laughs> and you can take either stance on this. I don't know what stance I'm taking, but the Bulls about had a mutiny going on. That's that's the headline. I wouldn't say it's a mutiny, but some uh Either way you want to spin it, people were uh, not wanting to come into practice. Robin Lopez reportedly and Lowry Markinen were the people who said, hey, let's go in and talk. This is all reports, so we're getting into allegedly's here. Reckless speculation. Yep. So, ended up practice. People were 15 minutes late for practice, and when they showed up, they said, no, we're having a players-only meeting. They had a players-only meeting for a while. Then they had a meeting with Coach Jim Boylan and Gar Pax. Talk some shit out. Yeah. And apparently what came from this is a leadership committee. Oh. We don't know exactly who holds it, but uh, the media assumes, including Bulls media, that two of the members of the leadership committee include Holiday and Levine. So they these people act as a, a funnel for the team to deal with Boylan on uh, bigger issues like what what had just occurred. Not like minor issues, but like you know larger scale shit. So they Boylan have... stresses the fact that everyone's door is still open to him. Anyone can come to him with any problem. But yeah, this is this is leadership committees for like larger issues. Like hey, you're working us too hard or shit like that. So they're they're the message. They they deliver the message from the locker room to the Jack Lantern. Yep. 
Okay. Someone's got to light the jack o' lantern. Someone does. So that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah. I don't know. And like then, then Monday they proceeded to uh, have a good first half against the Sacramento Kings at home. But this is a young and sneaky and surprising Sacramento team that's above 500 and in contention and a very tough and tough Western Conference. So they end up getting blown out second half. <laughs> Only mi- about the the scoring difference in the second half was like 65 to 35. Jesus. They they went into halftime with like a 10-point lead. Let me check my stat page. It was 56-45 at halftime, Bulls in front. So the final was 108 to 89. <sighs> So we got a real shit storm brewing in Chicago is what you're telling me. It's an up and down week, but we're hoping for some stability. And they, uh, Boylan and Levine and some other people are liking this leadership committee. People in the media and on the internet are hating on it, saying it's fucking high school and shit. I don't fucking care. No. This type of drama happens in every locker room. It got blown up because it's a slow Wednesday. Yeah. And like, like, like. I mean, it's it's basic shit, man. Like, when you go from somebody like Fred, Coach Hoiberg, that was real laid back, to somebody like Jack Lantern Jim Bo- Boylan, who wants to, light a f- <laughs> wants to light a fire under their ass, like, there's going to be, it's going to be a rough transition. They're not used to going that hard. He wants to go like crazy. They're not used to it. So this will happen to any team. Like, I'm not surprised at all. And like you said, just got bl- blown up because nobody had anything to fucking talk about. Yep. We gotta exactly. keep we gotta keep our fat mouths moving in front of these microphones. Yep. So what's the record since Boylan took over? Oh, uh, since Boylan took over? Just I would w- say it's one and let's see they had one and three. Okay. And overall record? Overall record now would be Six and twenty-two. Man, those those wins are coming few and far in between. Oh man, everyone's healthy though. Bobby's back, Chris is back, and shit's on the up. Yeah, maybe. Lowry's back. Maybe with this new coaching, shit will be on the up. You never know. Yeah, I think there's gonna be a turnaround over the holidays. Yeah, hopefully. Like, I mean, they're not gonna be an amazing team, but yeah, hopefully they pull something together, something to work towards for next year. Sure. All right. Well, anything else for that Bulls update? They're playing the Orlando Magic in Mexico City tonight. Why are the Orlando? Ma- oh, it's, they're just doing like an international thing, like the NFL does. Yeah, apparently. Is this the first season? I don't remember this. I guess. Huh. I don't know why they're doing it, and why it's the Bulls and the Magic. But we'll see. Okay. Well. Thank you, Jeff, for that 30-second Bulls update. That was a little longer this week because we had a lot going on. Yeah, hectic week in the Bulls. So, without further ado, let's get into our hardcore holidays. What does everybody want? Oh, you got that right. Oh, gosh almighty. Oh, man. Look at the eyes. Look at his face. 
He's got him in the throat. It's only a vampire. Thank God! My God! My God! My God! So, the first match this week we're going to be breaking down for our Hardcore Holidays segment is the 13-man Hardcore Battle Royal for the Hardcore, the WWF at this time, Hardcore Championship that took place at WrestleMania 16 in April of 2000. Did you watch this one, Jeff? I did. Okay, so this match wasn't great. But it had a lot of interesting little tidbits. That's why I thought it'd be it'd be a good one to talk about on the podcast. Um, did you happen to catch the the video that they recapped from the heat the previ- the previous night where the referee had a conference uh, with the with all the entrants in the battle royal to talk about the rules? I did not, but I like the fact that you mentioned the heat. That's all. The, or heat. Sunday yeah. night heat. Yeah. So on an episode of Sunday Night or Upset Heat, whenever night it was, uh, were they on Sundays? Oh yeah, that that was like basically the pre-show back in the day. Okay. Pay per views, but I mean they did it every Sunday. If it wasn't the pre-show, then it was just uh, you know bottom of the barrel. I think what they call WWE main event now. Okay, I gotcha. I remember Heat, but I just I get them so confused. I couldn't remember what night it was on. So on heat, uh, the referee has referees had a conference to tell the boys the rules, and the whole time, Bradshaw's just smoking this cigar like, in the weirdest way, like nobody smokes a cigar. Like he was hitting it like every second. Like I'm surprised he didn't pass out and die. But um, that was pretty funny. Uh, so this is going to be a 13 man hardcore battle royal, meaning that it's 15 minutes long. The hardcore title can change hands as many times as 50 minutes would allow, whether it be 0, 1, 2, or 10 for 15. It just keeps going and going until the 15 minutes is up. Yep. So naturally you can see where there's a couple problems here. Yep. The match itself didn't make a whole lot of sense. Nope. Because, well, I mean, there's only one guy that's the enemy, so why is everybody fighting everybody else? Yeah, makes no sense. Yeah, so you would have to gang... I mean, wouldn't you want to gang up on the guy that had the title? But then... that would. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new bacon duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new pepperoni bacon duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the chipotle bacon duo with Canadian bacon and chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Also be hard, because then how would one person get it over the other person? It would just be going back and forth a hundred times. So, it wasn't... It's not surprising they don't do this anymore. Have you ever seen one besides this one? I I feel like they're out there. But I can't recall one off the top of my head, no. Um, 
so yeah, this this whole thing doesn't make much sense at all. Um, I'll go ahead and give you the participants. The entrance order was Taz, Viscera, Mean Street Posse, all three of them, Hardcore Holly, uh, Taka Taka Mishinoku and Funaki, which was what Kai and Tai. Yeah, Kai and Tai. Kai and Tai. Then we had the Headbangers, uh, Mosh and Thrasher, right? Yes, sir. And then we had the Acolytes, Bradshaw and Farouk. And then we had Crash Holly, which was the current champ at the start of the match. So that's 13 dudes. Um, so the match a lot starts... A tag teams, too, for uh, yeah. every man for themselves. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, exactly. There was Mean Street Posse, Kai and Tai, Headbangers, and Acolytes. Yep. So that's another kind of flaw in this. Um, The first pin, Taz pins Crash, new champ. Second pin, Viscera uh, pins Taz, new champ. That was within one minute. Yep. So what was weird about this match was... That was in within one minute. The next pinfall took place at 7 minutes and 30 seconds. So, Viscera had the title for like half the match. And um, it was just boring. That first that first half was really boring. Viscera had the title. It didn't make any sense. Nobody was trying to fight him. He was just kind of walking around hitting people with stuff. It was yeah, very um... unorganized. This match as a whole, I want to say, this is what happens when you literally just say, all right, go out there. Yeah. Because they they had absolutely no game plan. And <laughs> they just, they gave them weapons and they started hitting people over the head. Like like you said, like there's no ganging up. Everyone just immediately evacuated and started hitting each other. And that hitting each other, unless you're highlighting one person or one couple... Uh, that gets old real quick, and they pushed it three or four minutes past when it got old. Yep. So, yeah, it, it hit an incredible lull halfway through. Yeah, the first half of the match was just terrible. Yeah. Um, The third pin was an interesting one. So, Viscera gets up on the top rope, and uh, the Acolytes do a double team and, like, throw him onto the ground. Not the ground, but they throw him onto the mat. And then, um, how did they, oh, and then uh, Farouk hits him with a 2x4, breaks the 2x4 over his head, and then Bradshaw hits him with like a flying shoulder tackle off the top rope. Yeah. And then they just throw Kai and Tai, both of them, onto uh, Viscera, and then, which is kind of weird in itself, I'm guessing they were going for like a which one of them got it type of deal. Which kind of makes sense, but then, uh, I don't know if it was Mosh or Thrasher, but one of the headbangers just laid on top of them. And, like, Bradshaw just, like, pulled him off and threw him out the ring. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That wasn't the plan. No, Jesus Christ, I, I didn't even notice all that mess. I mean, that's just even more disorganization. It just gets worse from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, like, what they were doing, like, I'm trying to think, like, what were they trying to do? I'm thinking, like, the Acolytes were going to have you know the two little the two little guys pin him that way they could beat the shit out of them and get the titles but i don't know but anyway 
that none of that made sense. The 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 headbangers guy jumped on top. They threw him out. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So, um, ref rings the bell. They give it to Funaki, and Funaki like sprints to the back. So once they get in the back, they have a they have a war where the titles change in like every fifteen seconds now. Yeah. So it goes people, from people. People in this match were actually bleeding, man, all over the place. Yeah, Crash got busted open with a uh, garbage can lid, I believe. I thought it was that box fan. Oh I yeah, the box fan in the first couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, it could be the box fan for sure. Those things have fucking sharp edges, man. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, what's his face? Joey Abs, I believe, was also busted open when he was champ in the back. Oh yeah, Joey. So yeah, I went from from Funaki to Rodney to Joey Abs. That was with all in a minute or less. Um. Then yeah, Joey Abs. I'm not sure how he got busted open, but he was for sure busted open. Yeah. Uh, when the people were just hitting each other with weapons in the background, not getting any pop, so they just kept hitting. You know. Yeah. So he got busted in that fray, probably. Probably. Then it went from Joey Abs to Thrasher, and then Thrasher to Pete Gas. And um, that all happened, like I said, within like a minute and a half. So it just went from never changing hands to boom, 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 boom. Uh, Pete Gas had it. That had been the seventh title change. And then... Um, Taz got so Taz got the eighth pin. This one was funny. Taz got the eighth pin at about four forty left in the match, and Bob Holly just walks by as he's as he's pinning Pete Gas and just like kicks him once. Like doesn't try to break it. Like I don't know what he was doing. It's not like he tried to break up the uh, count. He just like kicked him once and then walked away. Exactly. Like <laughs> this is more disorganization. Like he he wasn't supposed to be in that spot or something. He kicked him. Before the ref started counting, then the ref ignored that, started counting, and Bob Holly just walks away. Yeah, it was like, are you are you breaking up the the pin or no? I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so that was hilarious. So then Taz has the title. Now this is when it gets interesting. Oh yeah, it gets spicy. From here on out, it was just I don't I don't even know what to tell you. A lot of a lot of theories could be could be told about how this ended. So Taz all of a sudden starts pinning people. Now, mind you, he he has the title. Yeah. He pinned three people. Does he not? Did he forget that he has the title? Does he think that Bob broke it up? I mean, what is he thinking here? He, like Jr. King, one of them mentioned it. Like I don't know what he's thinking. Like he's a champion. Doesn't yeah. Need to be pinning people. Yeah, Jr. was doing his best. I mean, obviously, Jr. I mean, he's he's gonna do what he can to cover it up. He's like. Oh, he must have had his bail wrong, because he's te- you know he doesn't need to be pinning people. Yeah, but but there's no there's no explanation for that uh, other than like they literally just threw them all out there. Like, hey, we need 15 minutes of WrestleMania filled with absolutely no game plan. Go on out. <laughs> yeah. Like what what what's a hardcore battle royal? I don't know. Hit each other with shit and pin people. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it works out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's pinning people. We don't know why. Gets down to about two and a half minutes to go, and only Bob, Crash, and Taz are in the ring, and that's how it is for the rest of the match. Yeah, no one else is trying to interfere, mind you. So nobody... They're all still fighting on the outside, regardless of the fact that Taz is champ. 
Yeah, so Taz is champ. He's in the ring with Crash Holly and Hardcore Holly. And nobody's nobody's getting in there to try to get that title. They're like, ah, we're good. <laughs> so, um, and they just like, they're just straight fucking around. Like, you can tell they, they got in there a bit early. Because, like, no, nothing's going on. They're just hitting each other and doing stupid shit. Um, with 30 seconds to go... The ninth pin happens. Crash pins Taz and and gets the title. But the thing is, Taz kicked out clearly at two. And the ref just ignores it. So, is Taz still supposed to be champion or is Crash supposed to be champion at this point? We don't know. No. This is where the chaos starts. Yeah, Taz clearly kicked out. Like, full arm and everything. Ref just ignores it. Three count. Ring the bell. So now we got Crash as the champion. 30 seconds to go. Then Taz gets up, applies the Taz mission, and the crowd pops. It might be the first pop of the night, of the of the match. Well. Since the early going. Yeah. Like, first big pop. Like, people really liked Crash back then because he was like a true underdog. Yeah. He yeah. came out with that scale and shit. Yep, he had the scale in this match. That was cool. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Taz... Ta- so Crash is champion, 30 seconds to go. Taz puts the ta- the Taz mission on. Um, then Bob Holly comes flying out of nowhere and hits Crash over the head with a with what I read on the internet was a jar of candy. I couldn't tell what it was. That is indeed, yes. JR back in these days had a jar of candy that he kept with him on the announce table. It was sometimes used as a weapon. Okay, so... Bob hits Crash over the head with that jar of candy, and Taz is clear like as Taz is holding Crash in that Taz mission, and Taz is clearly injured, like legit injured, like the glass went in his eye or something. Like he just says fuck everything and just like rolls out in excruciating pain. Like yep. cl- clearly he got injured. Yeah. Um. So then Bob Holly bends Crash, and the ref goes one, two. Crash never moves. Ref never counts to three for some reason. So the ref thinks it's supposed to be a kick out? I don't know. Crash Dude, is, this, this got confusing and it's hard to explain. Crash's shoulders stay on the mat. I mean, stills can be like he's taking the L. He's jobbing. Yep. And uh, the ref never counts to three. He just holds it at two. And we're all like, what the fuck are you doing? And then ding, ding, ding. The bell rings. So you're like, did he just win? Bob Holly just won? Okay. This is like right when time expired. So then the ring announcer gets on the mic. And he's like, and and your winner is. And uh, if you listen, he takes a huge pause. And you can hear Jerry laugh. Your winner <laughs> is. And Jerry's just like. <laughs> Hardcore. I didn't hear Jerry laugh. I heard the pause though. Hardcore. Holly! Like, they didn't know yeah. what the fuck. They're like, are you sure? And, like, by this time, Taz has had his belt. Like, he took his belt. They had to, like, Crash go get had it. The belt. Yeah, yeah. Crash had the belt. He, like, took it out. They had to go get the belt and put it on put it on Hardcore Holly. It was the strangest thing. Yeah, no one knew who was supposed to win, it seemed like. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. They had a ton of... Ton of cookie sheets. I love the cookie sheet as a hardcore weapon, and they used a lot of cookie sheets. A lot of cookie sheets. So, yeah, There's not... also a lot of fucking 
lazy work being had if you keep out for a keen eye. Oh, yeah. In the background, man, I remember at one point early in the match, uh, Viscera had a Japanese flag that Kai and Tai brought out and lazily just tapped someone on the back with it. <laughs> like, you can see him slow down mid-swing, and it just looks so fucking lazy and hilarious. Well, there was a lot of those. Not uh, that Viscera is a lazy guy. I mean, maybe he is, which is why he's so big, but he's a good-ass wrestler. Yeah. So, not the best match, but definitely interesting. If anybody's listening out there wants to do wants to watch something interesting, try to figure out what the fuck happened, go for the Hardcore Battle Royal at WrestleMania 16 2000. Um, we got another one. We got one more. You want to take us through this one, Jeff? I didn't jot any notes down, but yeah, I, I, I just watched this not too long ago. Uh, so this is a SummerSlam 2006 match. I forget how they led up to this, but it is an I Quit match between Ric Flair and Mick Foley. Whew. For those who aren't aware, an I Quit match is normally an extended hardcore match that usually lasts around a half hour. I didn't time this one, but what, what would you think? Like 15, 20 minutes? No, it was pretty short. I looked it up. It was like 13 minutes. That's quick. But yeah. they did a lot of shit. They did. So what, what do they start off with? They started off with... Um, Mr. Sacco. Sacco was the first weapon. Yep. Fully Fli- had the upper hand in the first half of this match. Uh, I believe he started wrapping barbed wire around Sacco. Yep. And we got into a lot of barbed wire in this match. Oh, man. There was so much barbed wire. I don't. Who, Within the first couple of minutes, people started chanting, "We want fire." Yeah. Who was it? Who first drew blood? I think it was Mick when he took the. Uh, so at one point, Flair wrapped his his hand with the barbed wire and started doing his signature flare chops, but they were barbed wire flare chops. And Mick Mick's chest busted open. I think you're right. I think that's the first one, and then Mick Foley well, got out this Flair like, got, I mean, Flair got cut first, because he got some punches from that barbed wire from Sacco before that. Oh, yeah. But the, the first one to, like, get some blood, get some color, was probably Foley, I'd say. Yep, and then Foley pulls out, like, this wood panel that's covered in barbed wire. Yep, and, a classic <laughs> hardcore weapon from ECW. And Flair just, like, he's, like, just running. Like, obviously, Mick's hitting him with it. But Flair's just diving into this thing like a pool on a hot day. Yeah. Like, he just loves it. He's just running into it face first like he's taking a bite out of a chocolate cake. (laughs) (laughs) So, Flair's bloody as fuck by now. He's got the crimson mask rocking. Um, One thing I loved was when Foley kept getting the mic and like putting it in Ric Flair's face like trying to get him to quit and Ric Flair's like he one time he's like kiss my ass like it was like a it was like my ass was one word it was classic old man my ass yeah, it was. my, my ass. Ass. <laughs> um 
Another good part of this was the thumbtacks. Yeah, man. Flair took him first. And he took him like he takes everything on the side. You yeah, know, you know how they were pouring all over his side. <laughs> you know how Flair, like when he takes a back body drop, he never lands flat on his back. Nope. It's always on his side. He did the same thing with the tacks. Oh sweet Jesus, those tacks. Yeah, they the fir- I remember the first time I saw the tacks, I was like, "Is that real? Is that real, real tax?" Yeah. Like as a kid, you were just so freaked out by him. Like, is that is that real? Is that real, Dad? Is that real bad? <laughs> uh, they also got out the classic barbed wire bat, which was used heavily. Yeah. Um, I liked Ric Flair. So at this point, Ric Flair had taken over the match. Like the first half was all Foley, and then the second half was Flair. So at this point, he had taken over the match, and he's he's got Flair's got the mic now, and he's like, "You quit, you son of a bitch, or I'll kill you right here. I'll rip your heart out." Like all this crazy shit. Like you looked like a straight psychopath. Um, how did how did Foley get hurt on the outside? Didn't didn't uh, Ric Flair just uh, like hit him out of the ring and he just flopped out of there like a fish? Uh, like like when he's laying on his back and the medics come out and try to call the match. Oh, that part. Yeah. Yeah, he flopped like a fish and he hit his head on the trash can. That's what that's what they're concerned oh, yeah. about, I thought. Oh yeah, so he hits his head on the trash can, the medics come out and they say, Oh my god. They said that he can't he can no longer compete. So the ref tries to ring the bell and Flair gets on the mic, he's like, This isn't a lay on your ass match. It's an I quit match. Yep. So he starts it back up. Starts her back up. Then he takes the the barbed wire bat and he's just raking it across his face. And he's screaming at Mick Foley, I'm going to tear your eye out of your head. And then he grinds his face with the barbed wire bat. And then Mick Foley's little buddy Molina throws in the towel to try to... Yeah, literally. Yeah, like literally throws in a towel to try to call it quits. But Flair calls bullshit again. He said he ain't having it. Um... Flair picks up the barbed wire bat, runs at Molina like she's going to smash the barbed wire bat into Molina, and Foley quits uh, to save Molina. So Flair Flair wins that one. This, this match was fucking brutal. Oh, yeah. The amount of barbed wire and tacks, and oh, it was bloody as fuck. And a uh, greater point... Do you consider Flair to be hardcore? I mean, he's not known for his hardcore matches, but I, as a person, fuck yeah, Ric Flair's hardcore. Yeah, as a person. Like, I was thinking about this during the entire match. Like, yeah, Flair, Flair's hardcore just because he fucking survived a goddamn plane crash. He got struck by lightning. Yeah. When he's at the bar, he's hardcore. Yep. He's hardcore. Ric Flair doesn't do anything not hardcore. Yeah, he's a fucking nature boy, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this, yeah, this match, like, Ric Flair's so hardcore, dude. When he rolled in, like, he was getting into the ring, like, after the tax had been laid and after he took the tax. And he just rolled over top of him just for shits and gigs, like, to get where he was going. Yeah. 
Like, he's, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and Foley was throwing at him, too. Oh, yeah. So, if anybody's looking for a cool hard... It, it, I guess it's not technically a hardcore match, but a sweet hardcore match. Ric Flair versus Mick Foley at SummerSlam 2006. I would mm-hmm. recommend. That was a good one. Yeah, and if you're looking for a complete mess, WrestleMania 2000. Yep. Which are a lot of hardcore matches were messes. Yeah. I don't think Vince t- took uh, too much time when he was booking these things. No, but I, I, th- I, here's here's the issue with trying to find badass hardcore matches. I think a lot of good spots are hidden inside Raws, like in the commercials of Raws. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah. Not easy to find. Yeah. So if anyone out there has any gems that they've seen on old Raws. If you can pinpoint that Raw, give it a shout out on the uh, on whatever internet platform we have. Insta- well, hit us up on the Instagram if you have any hardcore selections. And then side note, SummerSlam 2006, the one with that Mick foley Ric Flair match had uh-huh. the last uh, Hulk Hogan match in WWE, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, Randy Orton versus Hulk Hogan. Who's uh... I guess Randy Orton's a heel then? I don't know. Or is it just a... Yeah, it's probably a legend versus a legend killer match. Yeah. They have those. He is the legend killer. But I don't know. I didn't watch it. I just saw it and I was like, whoa. And then when I was reading about it, it said that it was his last match. Hmm. I think uh, I think that does it for this episode, correct? Uh, yeah. Any, any closing thoughts, Sauce? My closing thought is that... Charlotte's about to win this title back, and Becky's going to WrestleMania to face Ronda Rousey, and this is the start of the road to WrestleMania tomorrow night, special start time, 7 Eastern, the same time it starts every time, but it's special. (laughs) Sounds good. You got any closing thoughts on this sucker? Hang in there, Bulls fans. (laughs) Hey, we needed that. It's been a rough week. Yeah. All right. Well, I will uh, talk to you Sunday when we watch this TLC. Everybody enjoy good TLC out there. Hit us up on Instagram with a follow, Apple Podcast or iTunes, and subscribe and rate if you don't fucking mind. Night, night. Night, night. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.